Misty, all yours. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I was on mute. Thank you very much. All right, two seconds. All right. So today's class is on acquiring customers. I think last week we spoke about being obsessed, the week before, dominating global domination. You know, in order to get the customers that you're after and to get more customers, is you have to decide that you want to be the one known in the space. So basically, dominate the world as being the one that does um, what you do in your space, then in order to do that, once you've made that decision that you want to be the one known by everybody on the planet, become obsessed with getting everybody to know who you are and what you do and decide that you want to help a really high number of people um, with this thing that you do. So um, let's say with Alison as a parenting coach, right? Goal is, if she was on YouTube, she'd want a minimum 1 million subscribers to have a YouTube channel. Therefore, she wants to help 1 million plus parents across the world with their um, angsty teenage children <clears throat> who kind of go a bit bananas in that sort of time frame. So moving on from there, so if obsession, becoming obsessed with getting your message out, becoming obsessed with helping the most amount of people, it's really about advertising and getting known by more people so that you can end up with more work. Then what sits on the other side of that? It's going to be customers. So if we look at different areas of customers, getting customers, customer service, the funnels for the sales funnel, advertising, what do you think is the most important? Hands up those, or who wants to throw an idea out there? What's the most important thing in business? Money. Money. Where does Money. it come from? Customers. Customers. Yes, acquiring the customer is the most important thing that you do. Advertising and not converting that person into a customer is of absolutely no use to anybody. It's of no use to you because you're not going to have any money. You're not going to be able to continue to do what you do to help others. You're going to have to go get a job, but it's of absolutely no use to the person who has now standing in front of you because you've not been able to help them. So it's really important that lots of people will equal, like through advertising, attracts a lot of people, but now it's time to convert. So most people will work on continually advertising, advertising, advertising. Let's throw out an example. Who goes to up to five networking events a week? Just check your hand up. Yeah. All right. Yep. Who goes to, okay, who goes to less than five? Ooh, Paul, this is great. Paul, how many do you go to? This one. One, brilliant. Okay, because that means that's where you have to concentrate on. All right, Sabrina, how many do you go to? Uh, four. Four, okay, margin less than five, but you go to four. Paul goes to one. Sabrina goes to four. Who goes to up to 10? Yeah, okay. So advertising, advertising is great. Advertising is great, right? Get known out there. Who's got a YouTube channel? Just chuck your hand up. Who's got Facebook? Jand up. Who's got LinkedIn? Who's got Twitter? I've now got Twitter. <laughs> Don't know what to do with it. Who has? A radio station. A radio station. All right, let's go with that. All right. Who has advertised themselves in the directory part of the Be Connected World community? Right? 
Okay, so advertising is out there at full force. All right, who has capitalized from all their advertising? Let's say Paul for, yep, Jason. Jason's been converting. Yeah. All right, do you know how many people you've got standing in front of you, Jason, and have you converted them all? Do you mean how many's in the pipeline and how many? In cash. We yeah. have three, we have three over three hundred paid members with another seventeen hundred to still to talk to. To go through, right? Okay. How many networking events do you go to a week? Ah, uh, probably seven, maybe eight. Why? You have seventeen hundred people to help out. Why are you still networking? Funnel still needs to be filled. Does it? Yes. Or do you need to do something with the funnel that's standing in front of you? Okay, is, is that what you want me to say? Yep. <laughs> just saying, right? Just as a different way, just saying, I get to use you as the example. You happen to be in my top left-hand corner. No, you're right. Look, but, the, the 1,700 that are still standing there are probably dead anyway. They've had lots of emails. And they're not <laughs> all right. So, all right. So let's go down this line. Let's use Jason as an example for this because this is synonymous for all of us. And I've only picked Jason because one is he's in my top left-hand corner, but two is he's got such a vast number. He's actually not any smaller than the rest of us. We probably all have the same large number. Let's ask very quickly, Facebook pages. All right, who's got a Facebook page? Righto, all right, who I got? Mark, about how many people are on your Facebook page? Uh, 980 at the moment. Okay, 980. All right, quick question. How many networking events do you go to a week? Uh, five. Why? You've got 980 people standing right there. Yeah, I'm like Jason. I, I go on um, more is better than fewer. So we'll I believe in getting the word out further. Getting Right. So here's an interesting thing about customers. This is what I want you to think about, right? Customers are really great at seeing what everyone else does and going, oh, I would love that. And then never move for themselves. A great example is, let's take Alison. Alison, you've been a co-host here. Co-hosts, who notices this as a co-host? Whoever's hosted a networking event, who's noticed this? As a host or a co-host, who notices that they've got lots of people around them? Mostly it's volunteer work. You really want to help the most amount of people, which is why you put your hand up and everybody knows who you are. You're willing to give your time, but nobody comes to you. Has anyone noticed that as the co-host? Alison, when you're a co-host, right, as a co-host here, how many of us come to you specifically to ask you questions or to ask for the one-to-one -one even? One-to-one, -one, you might get it a bit here at Be Connected World. Maybe just a bit, but even as a co-host, not so much from this event, but you might at the others that you go to because you're sitting in a seat of everybody else. But as a host or a co-host, now all of a sudden you seem far more busy and important than the rest of us and everybody's frightened to take themselves to the host or the co-host because you're obviously more important than me and I don't want to waste your time. So it's knowing how to capitalize what's sitting in front of you and knowing one simple little thing. Customers mostly won't come to you even if they really like you and want what you're after. And it does require you, the salesman, to go towards them. Filling your funnel, while great, is not so great if you're not doing the extra work that you need to do to convert them. So it comes down to what is some of the extra work that you could do to convert them, right? 
continually say sending out information to give them more information, while it's fantastic for the customer, it still allows them to not actually move. But things, personal touches like an actual phone call helps. It really does help. So let's take the example of, you know, probably all average, a thousand Facebook friends or a thousand links on LinkedIn. If you were to call one person once a day, not multitask them and talk to them about what you do and about what they do, do you think that you could get them to understand enough about the, the you that you could personally make them move towards you more and probably find out more about what you do or even buy what you had? Anyone yeah. got a yes. go ahead? Or refer, or refer you to someone if, they, you know, if they're not your ideal market. But the more you, I found myself, you because know, I used to do that whole multitask while I talk to people shit. Mm -hmm. But the more you actually are present in the moment when you're talking to people, they feel the energy of that. They feel that you're actually invested in the conversation as opposed to just spending time. And because uh, I, I used to be a mad, you know, like massive numbers. I was following the Thomas Power Academy ethos from 22 years ago. Of the you know, numbers were, were, were power, but it doesn't, it doesn't always work. It can work, but it doesn't always work. So, uh, yeah, every time I have a conversation with people these days, one on one to one, then it's uh, you know you you've got to be in the moment. If I sense they're not, if I sense if they're not, pay, you know, paying back the same respect, then I know I know to wrap it up pretty quick because it's not going to go anywhere. So sales is numbers. So let me give you an easy, simple tip, right? Sales is just numbers, right? We have a massive amount of numbers like all over the place, right? From all the stuff that we're doing. The goal, if you turn the goal into a quick question, who would love, let's say, a customer a week, right? One extra customer a week, right? We'd all love at least that. And it seems like not very much, but that's 50 by the end of the week. What about one a day? You're looking at between 250 and 365, right? Imagine if you pick one person out of the crowd, not multitask them, and see if you can get them on the phone and just talk to them find out what it is that they're after. After all, they did pick you out of the crowd to link up with you. So you have to run on the assumption that maybe someone knows a little bit about who you are for them to link with you in the first place, whether it be to say, yes, I'll be your friend, or will you be my friend or link from whatever it is. They don't really know too much, but we don't sell something that no one has. Natalie, I can see you got your hand up. I have to go. <laughs> I want to apologize. <laughs> I have to leave. Sorry about that. No problem. Okay. Thanks. I'll, I'll see you guys again. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Yeah. Bye. If we look to just not multitask, just one thing. So if we look at the normal sales tool, let's take network marketing. I'll say speak to 10, 50 people a day. Just keep going through numbers, going through numbers, going through numbers until you get someone. What if all you did was concentrate on one person once a day and if you convert them, don't do anything else. And at the end of the year, you get 365 clients. Now, it's really tempting. If you were to do this first thing in the day, you'd go, oh, let me get another one. But the problem with backing up phone calls or deciding I must do 10 phone calls a day is that when you multitask the phone call, you're not thinking about the one that you're concentrating on right now. You're thinking of the other nine you've got to get to. So have a think about all your lists. We've got, what, 10, 12 weeks before the end of the year. We've still got lots of work to do to get advertising, but have a think about moving forward. Let's take Be Connected World. How many members have we got on Be Connected World? 
They're just, uh, just under 2,100. Yep, so profiles in... Yep, in profiles the, in the yep, system. In the, the system, there you go. Profiles in the system, that's easier than saying in the directory part of the community. <laughs> profiles in the system, right? So if you're part of Be Connected World and you already know how to network, imagine if you only called up one person once a day and asked for a one-to-one. -one. They don't all come out networking, but you already know how to talk to people because you practice it every day. Talk to one person once a day, find out what they do, get them to find out what you do. See if you can bring them just that little bit closer to you to end up with that sale. And if you don't multitask them, you might find that it's easier to convert than what it first seemed. So that's my tip. Acquiring customers is super important. The networking is there, but if we don't do what's necessary to convert them. So if you don't know how to convert, of course, that's a new thing, right? Sales training. You're going to have to learn how to sell because having all the referrals in the world is not going to help you if you can't convert the person. Eventually, you're going to have to speak to somebody. So that's where we'll head next week is how to convert those that don't seem to want to be converted. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Misty. Any questions? Misty, um, just something I, I find important. I understand that and I see the power in it. But I think it's just as important that if you can't get that person, you have to leave them a voicemail. That's a message you leave for them that has power, passion and pride in it for them to want to call you back. Yes. So here's the secret to converting is, yes, you might have to leave a voicemail and you'll have to call the next person. It comes down to get one person on the phone just once a day. Do whatever's necessary. It might take a number of phone calls to get that one person or it might take some messages. If you're text message or messaging someone and they're messaging you back straight away, just get them on the phone. I think it'd be easier if we do it this way. Get him on the phone. Don't multitask. Don't rush them off. See what you can do to just, and decide what your message is that has to go across to them on the, on the phone and get it done and ask them what you, know, what you need to know about them, but make sure that you have an agenda as to what you want to get across to them before you get off and have a list of questions of where you want the conversation to head. Because a random phone call is not going to help either. You need to know, you need to have structure as to where you're headed. And it's not, it's not sales speak so much as a list of questions that you need to know about them that you want to pass off about yourself and find out more about them. Do they need help from you? Otherwise, why are they in your funnel? Why are they there in the first place, right? See so if you can help them by buying or getting out of the funnel. But you might not necessarily need thousands, like we've all got thousands. We just need to know which ones there are. I agree. I, I hate I hate that messaging culture that we've got these days. Sending messages back, get on the damn phone and talk to people, uh, and you get a lot more. But Missy, one question for you: um, Are you going uh, for me? You know, getting customers. There are so many people who get customers and they convert them, so to speak, into a sale, and then they start delivering the services and they forget to take the money. Are you going to cover that at some point in the? Uh, Good question. Yes, we'll catch up for a one-to-one. -one. You can tell me more on, give me some stories because, yes, I can cover that. Yeah, okay. How to get the cash, yeah, actually. Thank yes. you. Yeah, yeah. I can think of a few ways, but I want to hear a couple of other angles and, and we'll see how to actually, we could do that as an all-round 
Um, you can all say, what's the way that you haven't been able to get cash and see if we can, I'll tell you how to convert it around to end up with the cash. Yeah, good one. Collecting the cash, very important. Yeah. Ray, you got your hand up? Yeah, I was just thinking about the qualification side of your prospective customer or your prospective client is that <clears throat> what you're selling, is it going to be of some benefit to them? Have they got a budget to pay for it? Are they the decision maker? If they're okay. not, who else gets involved with the, that? This is another part of the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Let's take you as an example. There's only one question you need to know about the person that you're talking to. Let's say you pick anyone out of your Facebook page. There's only one question you need to know about anyone that you speak to. Can anyone tell Ray what that one question will be? Do you drive a motor vehicle, which is not electric? Do you drive a car? There you go. Do you drive yeah, yeah. a car? You only need to know that one there. Are they the decision maker? No, you don't need to make that. You don't need to ask that at all. In fact, that's a terrible question. Are you the decision maker? Or to actually say to someone that they can't make decisions? Because ultimately that's the question, right? Are you the decision maker? Have we got everyone here that can make the decision? Actually, that's telling someone that they can't make any decisions. All right, once you've planted that seed in their head, why do you want, how can you convert that person anyway? But how to be so rude, I don't like this in coaches, how to be so rude as to assume that someone can't make a decision just because it might be a huge amount of money or that well, they need to be surprised the number of people who are actually out there doing all the interviewing of the salesperson but haven't got the decision or the authority to buy. Yeah. So here's an interesting thing, Ray. It seems that way. But actually, when somebody says, oh, I've got to ask the other person, but I've got to talk to my wife, I've got to talk to my husband, I've got to talk to my business manager or whatever it is, the truth is, is what that means in that moment, that means I have lost the confidence in making a clear decision about money in this moment. And so I'm deferring it to someone else to get me off the hook because I know that you, the salesman, aren't going to follow up. So it gets them completely off the hook from making decision-making, but it doesn't mean that they're not the decision-maker. And there is an easy answer to that. The answer to that is this. If someone says, I've just got to speak to my husband about that, then here's your one answer. And what do you think he'll say? If as a salesman, you sit quiet enough asking that one question, what do you think he'll say? You will get an answer. Because now they're forced to think, okay. <laughs> Um, and they'll tell you, right? And they'll tell you things like, he's not going to care. He's, he actually would like me to stop talking about it and just move on it. Or actually, it doesn't matter what he says. If I really wanted to know what he's like, it doesn't matter. That's why I'm here talking to you. They'll actually move themselves out of it. So yeah, thank you, Jason. So that's what we're going to work on over the coming weeks is um, do we need the decision makers? Isn't the person standing in front of us listening that person anyway? And then how to help them make the decision that they wanted to make in the first place. So based off that, we'll wrap it up. But there you go. Acquiring customers becomes the most important. How to do it. We're going to keep tracking that over the next few weeks. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Misty. Yeah, very good.